Should I just assume all trans or lesbian people on Twitter are somehow your girlfriend? I mean, you can assume. It's not going to be correct, but sure, go for it. Assume. It, it's it's like eight degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's eight degrees of dating Fabby. <laughs> said ladies and gentlemen wrong podcast wizards and witches warlocks and liches welcome back to fuck gotta try that again welcome fuck welcome to fuck (laughs) now welcome back to fuck they've been in fuck before they left fuck and now we're welcoming back to fuck i'm thinking over this podcast wizards and liches i don't know the rest dungeons (laughs) and bitches lizards and witches daddies and bitches uh-huh. Welcome back Great. to fuck. This Welcome is all staying in. This is this isn't this is not gonna be the fucking edited episode. Wizards and witches, warlocks and witches. Welcome back to Donut Cast Don't Tell, an all LGBT normally kids on brooms podcast, where we uh this week answer guest uh fan listener questions. Uh there's no dunk on Joanne the Terrible, Terrible Turf this week because this isn't about that. This is about us. Deal with it. Suck a dick, Joanne. You're a terrible oh, yeah. turf. We hate you. <laughs> uh, you can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him, and they, them pronouns. And fuck JK Rowling. And I am joined today for this uh lgbtq and a by fabby Fabi, you all know who it is you don't jump in the middle of the q a be like who's every no you you know what's up uh i hope everyone's doing all right i have i've just been i've been blushing for an hour because a streamer was being very gay with me and like fuck i love parasocial relationships i'm here for them we we all know they're great and good. Uh, what what what's up? I'm I'm getting a report that parasocial relationships may not be the best. But anyways, uh, so I'm in I'm in I have good energy today. I'm very gay and happy. Welcome to Critical Role. Oh wait, now Fabby's not white. And oh. also joined by <laughs> Nikki. Hello, I'm Nikki, baddest phone bitch. Uh, also, I guess I will take the role as the somewhat sad gay. I've been listening to an audiobook, The Hourglass Throne, which is also very gay, but was See? been 
super uh, super sad at parts and i actually like cried once today that's why you shouldn't listen to books you, you had emotions gross <laughs> right so just to sort of uh pull the curtain back a little bit you may have noticed that our intro was one human being short that is because jordan is under the weather and therefore couldn't record but we wish them the best in their recovery. And uh, yeah, Jordan will be back. I miss them dearly already. Same. Jordan will be back for the next episode and we will continue for the rest of the season. But with Jordan not being able to record and us being approximately halfway through the season, I thought, Let's do a Q&A, because I like talking about myself. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we put out a thing for questions on Twitter and in our Discord, which if you're not following or a part of, you suck and we hate you. Not really. <laughs> I uh, hate none of you. If you listen to us, I do not hate you. If you're listening to the random Q&A uh -huh. in the middle of the season, I don't I, hate, believe yeah, me. Yeah, I, I owe you, like, a pizza or something. Uh, legal disclaimer, not valid in the 50 contiguous United States. I think there's only 48. There's 48, right? And then the two islands? Or the one You're island? you asking too much of someone that did not learn geography in this country. Also, Hawaii's not ours. Give Hawaii back to the native Hawaiians. Anyway, uh, so yeah, let's get started with these questions before this turns into a politics podcast. So I think where I want to start with all that said is for potentially my favorite question that was asked by a dear close personal friend of the podcast, Jenny Blades. Mm -hmm. uh, first up, and I'll ask Fabi to answer this one first. Do you simp for Jordan? I don't, I, I don't know. I guess, like, there's, like, mutual simping. I, I think at that point, it's just, like, we're good friends who like each other, and we talk and shit. Um, Fair. But, uh, I, I don't know. It's weird. Simping for me, okay. And it is for me, simping, after all. Um, <laughs> that is, you simp for me. Um, but simping, okay, let's break it down. It, it was going to be two hours on one, one answer. I think simping is very explicitly you simp towards someone where, like, you cannot, you both kind of know that there's not going to be nothing more than simping, and that's fine. Simping can be beautiful. Simping can be wonderful. But, like... Uh, once it's like, oh yeah, no, we're flirting, we're friends, and whatever. That's not simping. That's just that, that, that's just human relationships, baby. New sticker idea: simping is magic. Simping is magic. <laughs> I simp for a lot of people, and a lot of people apparently simp for me, and that's okay. Can you simp platonically? I platonically oh, simp yeah. for Jordan. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely simp platonically. Okay. I think that's just called liking someone, like admiring yeah. them. <laughs> that's just friendship, I think. Yeah. But yeah, 
Jordan is 100% a plus, uh, person. Mm -hmm. If you were a casting, if you were a casting things, cast Jordan 100% of the time, it will make you a thing better. Also, fun fact we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I about to like Jordan could do like clap push ups. So that's, you know, oh, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I'm sweating over here thinking about it. Apparently, um, yeah. Jordan can do clap push ups while recovering from COVID, COVID. Yeah. Which makes them instantly better than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Jordan's also like people in here in this, this podcast already know that. Where Jordan's like one of the funniest people I've gotten the chance to work with and like extremely talented, underrated, underused. This is just going to be two hours of us talking about how amazing Jordan is. Yeah, she can't stop us. She's not here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just <laughs> its own podcast. We're going to make a Jordan fan me cast. eating a Slim Jim in the background. <laughs> Oops, all simps. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so moving on. The question immediately below it, which I find incredibly hilarious, is if Jordan were here today, what would you tell her from Jordan? Uh, I fucking love you. You're amazing. You're not only like incredibly talented and funny and like sweet and not to mention like hot and beautiful, but you're like a really cool person. And I can't wait to see what more you end up doing uh, in your like life and your career because i think anything you do is gonna be wonderful and then i would say um hey jordan is that is that it is is there more coming from that okay that's good okay you uh, know that way over eclipses what i was gonna say which is i would tell her to go rest and not yeah. do fucking clap push-ups and jogs uh but you know, Rich, if you're gonna do them, I need her. I need photographic evidence. <laughs> uh, live your best life, Jordan. Do what you want. Lord knows, I can't stop someone that does clap push-ups. <laughs> All right, uh, Nikki, what if what if you got for Jordan if they were here right now uh, in front of uh, you? I would say, get well soon, you fucking nerd. Please don't beat me up with your giant apparent muscles. Uh, and show up to our game on Saturday so we can play Animon and we could all simp over your voice. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to some that are actually about the podcast and not just how amazing Jordan is. Uh, Do we have to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, so another one asked by Jenny Blaze via Twitter, uh, directly at Fabby slash Luna. Were you tempted on making Luna a werebear rather than a werewolf? No, because I very, and I, I don't know if you remember this, I mean, we talked about it. I very specifically wanted to move away from bear characters for a bit when I created Luna. It had been like, I was in the middle of, uh, of Eidolon stuff where I played several bear girls. And then this was after the Dishonorables where I played another bear girl and I wanted to play something, not a bear girl. Um, one of my initial concepts was going to be like a jock or a bully who who's also like cursed and can, can think of like, um, had like, uh, prophecies or something. And then I, I that 
changed into Luna because I was like, oh, Werewolf's just cool. It's like a cool curse that's already pre-made and I can mess around with it and I can, I like, I like metaphors, I like analogies and I like the idea of like not only transness as a metaphor for, you know, werewolf stuff, but she's a werewolf and she's trans. Yeah, I do remember having the conversation because I remember very specifically when you said you were going to play a werewolf. I was like, oh, not a bet. And yeah, yeah you explained all that. Yeah, which, listen, uh, I'm Bear, Fabby Bear. My middle name is Legally Bear. Um, Not Legally Bear, just my middle name is Bear. Fabby Legally Bear Garza. Fabby Legally Bear Garza. <laughs> but, like, I wanted to, and you can see it from other stuff that I've been doing. I love playing Bear Girls. Especially because I get a bunch of fan art of like, it's basically I can go, oh, this is just my persona. I can like be adopted and be like, aha, me. Uh, I literally have a tattoo based on a Bear Girl fan art I play in Eidolon. Um But I wanted to mostly prove myself and show myself that I could play more than just, I don't want to be the person who plays the same character over and over again. And I felt I was slowly becoming that with the bear girl thing. Uh, so I wanted to be like, okay, I can do something else. Fair enough. Or bear enough. Hey, uh, hey. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sort of on the same plane of breaking stereotypes, Jenny also sent in a question asking, does Raleigh break the stereotype of goblins being low intelligence? And how smart is he? I have opinions on this, but I want Nikki to answer first. So I will say uh, with like how the, you know, kids on brooms and bikes like breaks down, uh, like the eight is assigned to Raleigh's intelligence. And so like that's basically kind of implies they're usually like that's what somewhat below average a little. But I wouldn't say that he's, like, low intelligence, per se, because the reason why I assigned him the 8 was that it was just a matter of this is actually his first, like, real school. He was homeschooled for most of his life, and he kind of more or less taught himself most of the magic that he does know before going to the school at Shattered Glass. So I would say he is less learned, but is kind of, a prodigy at picking up magic. He's a lot smarter than most people would give him credit for. That's one of the things I really like about Raleigh is like on the surface, it's like, ha ha funny goblin, but like he is a lot smarter than you might think just upon mm. meeting him. In my interpretation, I definitely wouldn't say he's low intelligence. I think he's if anything, low wisdom, but mostly just, like, low impulse control. Yeah. <laughs> he is chaos incarnate, so. As as somebody with likely undiagnosed ADHD, Raleigh <laughs> is relatable as fuck. I was going to say, is any of our characters high impulse control? Uh... I think 
Luna more so than almost anyone yeah, else. I was gonna and say, that says Luna, a lot. Luna yeah. might be just by way of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luna, yeah. I, I sometimes worry I drop the anxiety stuff, but I think it's always there because I'm always anxious. So I can tune into that when shit gets anxious. Yeah, like, I think it's realistic because, like, I don't think people, or at least most people, are, like, always having anxiety or, mm. like, always displaying it. Sometimes you just react too fast to have anxiety. So back to another one for everybody, because this is one I've been really curious about from uh, somebody known as Smoothie. If I'm saying that wrong, I apologize. Yes, Smoothie, Smoothie is an amazing artist. There's a commission that they're also a friend of mine. And uh, I, there's a commission they're working on of our, our babies. Oh, uh, they're that person. Okay. Yeah, and they're they they've been. I was like, hey, this is the commission. Uh, this is like my idea for it. But also, like, if you want to listen to the show and be like, you have a better idea for it. So they've been binging it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah! Go follow Smoothie. You, we yeah, will go commission their... Smoothie. They're amazing. Uh, do you know their app by any chance? At Smoothie Tootie. So it's at S M O O. T-I-T-O-O-T-I. All right. Hell yeah. Go follow. Uh, yeah, go follow them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so they ask, what has been each of y'all's favorite spells cast on the show so far? So I will sit out and answer third and let you all go first. I think personally, if if not mm. just purely for Raleigh, I would say it was the illusion with the wet willy. I've <laughs> been waiting to do that for so long. I don't don't ask why. I still don't know. I just literally had the idea one night. I'm like, this has to happen. But Raleigh's magical saliva illusion wet willy. The magical uh, wet willy was yeah. one of my potential answers. Yeah, but in general, though, I just had to say Mia's like horse Mancy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel, I feel like cheating and just saying everything Mia casts. Honestly, because it's like Jordan comes up with things that are like weird, innovative, different, and also incredibly flawed. And like they're not the best thing for the scenario. They're like deeply flawed in a very Mia way. Um, it, they're amazing. I basically. All, all the, the the stuff Nia cast, um, the bed, uh, the bed's really good. <laughs> so many beds, so many beds. Uh, <laughs> Minia. Uh, oh yeah. So, like there's so many. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love the. I forget the exact phrasing, but it was. I think Jordan said something like, "Nia promised not to go off and solve the problem on her own." And I just turned around and immediately said, so Nia, how do you go solve this problem on your own? And she was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that. Uh, <laughs> I have enjoyed playing the like frustrated girlfriend. It has been very fun because like, I don't get to play very often. Like the, I'm neither a straight or a man, but the straight man in a situation, 
Uh, so it's very funny when I have to be like the calm one. Uh, it's been really fun. <laughs> I will say, uh, beyond Gator Horse specifically, Gator Horse was a highlight for me. Uh, I really liked in the second episode when Raleigh cast a sleep spell and I believe it was dropping an anvil on uh, your training partner. Oh, yeah, because it was like the the Acme style or like the, the old like Looney Tunes cartoon thing where it's just like sleep spell and there's like the cloud, I think, and the anvil drops on their head to knock them out sort of thing. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm Mabel. Special guest appearance, Mabel. Wait, yeah. is Mabel LGBTQ? Probably. If not, she can't be on the podcast. Get out of here, you. Looking straight. Yeah, you damn hetero cat. Get out of here. This is gay zone. Uh, I kind of feel bad for not knowing a favorite Luna spell at the moment. Luna doesn't do a lot of spells, and I think I've done that on purpose of, like, she's not very comfortable with magic. She only does magic when... It's something usually some either something she's very familiar with that she used to use to survive, uh, either when she ran away or just in her daily life, or uh, she uses magic when when she's like desperate and does like things that that like she's like ah I I guess I'll do this, but also like her magic is very um to to. Give an example of the way I think of her magic is like the Green Lantern from the Justice League cartoon where everyone would complain that his all his things were very neat and like square and there wasn't a lot of imagination. Uh, I feel like a lot of uh, Luna's spells are like, what's the practical thing I need right now? That. First off, I did remember one of Luna's that I really liked was teleporting out of the uh, house during, or out of the, I guess, basement mm -hmm. during Dungeon Night, just because I, for some reason, I wasn't expecting you to just be like, oh yeah, we've got magic, I teleport out. <laughs> like, like I said, she's very practical. It's like, oh yeah, no, what do I need to be good in the situation? In my brain, I just remember being like, oh, yeah, obviously they will fight the other werewolf. It'll be this big, like, epic battle scene. And you were like, no, I've got magic. I'm out. Yeah. Then, like, she's, yeah, there's, like, so many reasons why she wouldn't get into that fight. All of a sudden, they're like, she's scared. She doesn't want her friends to be hurt. And also, just, like, Luna avoids conflict. That's, that's, like, she mostly avoids conflict. I think, like, the couple times she hasn't has been when she's trying to save, like, Mia or her friends or she's trying to defend them or something. And even then, at the beginning, she still avoided conflict then. Uh, yeah. Oh, I really like that juxtaposition of her versus Mia and Raleigh, who actively seek out <laughs> conflict at every possible opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been fun. <laughs> it's like, why are you friends with these two? I mean, we saw why, right? They kind of just fell into place. Yeah. 
Um, I think they're all just, everyone's just really nice. So even if they yeah. are like just literal chaos children, it's like, no, but they're really nice though. So it makes it easy. Like Raleigh has a heart of gold. And several teeth of gold. Yes. All right. So, uh, next question that I'm interested in your all's answers for, by the way, thank you everybody that send in questions. I don't think I've formally said that at the top, but I really appreciate all of these and they are all fucking great. So I will try to get to all of them. But the next one up is from Connor who asks, do you know any magic tricks like the fake kind? Even the old removable thumb thing that every grandpa tries once. And I want to start off by saying, I don't know what you mean by the fake kind. All magic is real. Grandpa just kept a jar of thumbs. <laughs> grandpa <laughs> Raleigh and his jar of thumbs. <laughs> uh, I... so, yeah, can either of you do, I guess we'll call it stage magic. Uh... Or trick magic. I love that my brain is like, can I do stage magic? I need to think about it for a second. I don't think I can. I like, I think the closest I get is the trick where you try to pretend you have cut off your thumb by holding your other thumb. I remember doing that since I was a kid. Not even doing it for people, just doing it for me. Like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, oh no, how am it. I doing that? My thumb! I keep ripping it off! I'm doing it right now! Uh, so if that counts, yes, I am a trained magician. <laughs> I believe that counts by the rules of the question. Uh, what about you, Nikki? Can you do any magic? Not even remotely. I'm incredibly clumsy. <laughs> and every time that I did try as a kid, cause I definitely got rented one of those, uh, I got one of those books from the library and I was just really, really bad at it. So no. You know, that somehow seems right from what I know of you as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it checks out. Did you also have one of those books that was like how to be a secret agent or whatever? Uh, no. Or was I know that just me? I had like, for some reason, like my family kept buying me like karate books or something. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I made, I said a thing I wanted to go to karate class, but that was way too expensive. So they just got me like discount karate books. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that whips actually. <laughs> That's amazing. How does one learn karate from a book? It has pictures. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these. The, like um, back in the. I think it was like 50s and 60s, especially in Europe, there were a lot of like wrestling by mail correspondence where you would get a catalog, you would write down which moves you want to learn based on pictures, and then you would send those with your money and you would send and they would send you back how, how to do those moves. I want to learn to do a Canadian destroyer by looking <laughs> at pictures uh -huh. of it. And then practicing on my concrete floor in my basement. That's how that works. $20, please. Uh, AEW's free. <laughs> so the only magic trick I know is uh, tricking people into thinking I know what I'm doing when I podcast. 
because that is all just smoke and mirrors. I don't know shit. Hell yeah. So that is a nice little transition into a question from our, uh, I believe one of your real life friends, Nikki, yep. uh, who would like to be created, created my Kentucky came out, uh, would like to be credited as May Denless, which I'm suspecting is not their legal name. It's actually Tim and he's a. He's a fucking dork. So wow, we'll just... what maidenless behavior, Tim? <laughs> All right, shout out to the fucking dork Tim, uh, who asks, "What advice?" <laughs> I want him to listen to this. So hell yeah, there's nothing he could do about it. That's the best part. Uh, punch Nikki for me when you see him in real life. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give someone who is struggling to start a podcast because they're too anxious about the results? And there's a bonus question here that says it's for you. So I'm assuming the first part is for all of us because spoilers, I think we all have real life anxiety. Hell yeah. Anxiety <laughs> is also magic. <laughs> uh, so as perhaps the most successful of us at podcasting, maybe I'm wrong about that, but you give off big successful energy. Uh, Fabi, what advice would you give someone struggling to start a podcast because they are too anxious about the results? Yeah, I, I do have a lot of anxiety and I have somewhat, somehow stumbled into apparently being successful you the weirdest thing is that you're not the first person to to say this to me like someone i respect a lot lilith from ghost puncher we met up once irl at a trans meeting here in austin and she was introducing me to her friends i was like oh this is a family she does have way more successful podcasts than me I'm like what no and she was like no. yeah so like it's weird people say that but I guess I'll give you my my opinion. Just do it. Like I know that sucks, but I can I can I can back down with like how things have worked. Just do it. Just record it. I bet you it'll probably suck. You'll probably hate it. You might not even release it. Keep doing it. I have a bunch of podcasts that some of them never got recorded. Some of them got recorded and never got edited. I still have them where they got lost. Some of them got recorded and edited and I never published them. And some only had a couple of episodes because something happened. A co-host uh, canceled on me and I didn't want to do it by myself. I no longer wanted to do the podcast. Uh, just keep doing it. Like, honestly, just keep doing it. And eventually you'll find the one that, uh, that finds an audience and then you enjoy it. More than importantly, you need to, you like, honestly, fuck the audience. You need to enjoy doing it or you will not do it. Uh, I did a podcast with my girlfriend Cassidy for two years about uh, the show Leverage. Um, I think like 10 people have listened to that podcast ever and it's now finished. Um, but like we did it because it was fun. We enjoyed hanging out together and talking about this bad show. Uh, that's why we did it. And that's, that gave me a lot of confidence in just doing podcasts. 
if you do something for two years, you you're bound to get confident in it. Uh, and then when I did other podcasts, I was more confident in the way I spoke. I was more comfortable. My anxiety was less. Keep doing it. Even if no one listens to you, just keep doing it. Do it for the fun of it. Really, like none of us are going to get rich with podcasts. Like, I guess a full disclosure, I am part of a podcast that makes about $1,000 on Patreon each month. But there's 10 of us. The one, and then they're sexy. So, like, we're not. We we get one PlayStation game uh, a month, basically, which is not nothing. I, I appreciate that, but it's like none of us are quitting our day jobs over this. Uh, probably most people who do podcasts are not gonna not gonna become rich and famous. Uh, I think, like, at most, you're gonna be me. You're going to be getting a little bit of income, maybe. You're going to be doing something you have fun. You're going to get some cool fan art and people who say they like your stuff. And that that should be it. That's like the bonus. You should just enjoy doing it. Because um, otherwise, you won't last. You, you'll burn out. You'll hate it. Uh, do it because you love it. I feel like I talked too much there. No, you're good. That just gave me a lot of things I want to respond to, and I'm trying to decide what order I want to go in. Uh, first like, off, Sammy, you fucking idiot. No, first off, I want to apologize to Gnome and ask them to not unsubscribe from this feed because you call Leverage a bad show. Mm. <laughs> Terrible show. <laughs> I, I have a podcast of two years to talk about how that show is transphobic, racist, Evil, it's a terrible show. Uh, I'm not talking about Revival. I only saw the first episode of Revival. But original leverage, terrible show. Tyra's the best character. Anyways, continue. Maybe it's Revival that Gnome likes. Anyways, Gnome, Maybe. please don't unsubscribe. Uh, I, Gnome, if you like leverage, you can leave. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Gnome, <laughs> gonna fire you. me. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, also, I agree with everything that Sabby just said, except I've never seen Leverage. Uh, everything on the podcasting front, though, like, just to be completely honest, sort of what I said to Fabby and what that story you talked about is sort of my experience with podcasting in general is we all think that everybody else is more successful than us. And you're always going to think that there's somebody out there that's better than you or doing better than you. But I guarantee you that if you stop and talk to people, they're probably fans of what you're making. And also, like, yeah, do it because you love it. Because, like, in the interest of full disclosure, the podcasts I'm making right now, not a lot of listeners relatively. I appreciate the people that listen. And, yeah, sometimes that gets me down. And I think, oh, well, I thought this might catch on more than it has. But at the end of the day, I like making these gay-ass little stories with my friends and just, like, telling these stories that bounce around in my head. And if there are people out there that 
like the stories I tell. If even one person listens to something I've made and it makes them pick up a game that they're interested in or think, hey, I can hear myself in this story and I don't normally get to see myself represented in a lot of stuff or just well, that was a nice hour that I got to spend listening to this story. I like if one person listens and enjoys it, then it feels like, hey, I did something. And that makes me happy. And apparently this is touching me more than I thought it would. So I'm going to send it on to Nikki uh, because you were possibly the most anxiety of the three of us. Yeah, I guess I'd Drag <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean my, my literal Twitter handle is anxious meat suit. So Look, um, we've all got a brand. Fabby's is bears, Nikki's is anxiety. <laughs> and possums, kind of. Uh honestly, yeah, just don't think about it and just do it, providing it's something you are very interested in and that will motivate you to keep it going. Uh or, you know, you could just, as a way to kind of get yourself into the mindset, you could always, I don't know, like aud audition for someone's like podcast and maybe they'll like foolishly invite you onto it. And then they'll keep inviting you onto more podcasts because they just don't know any better and they never learn. And then even the next thing you know, you're doing a Q&A, you know, little thing. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I, I would like to add there, the way I started doing podcasts, is that someone on Twitter I followed said, hey, who wants to do Leverage Podcast with me? And I said, oh, yeah, I've heard that show's good. And then two years later, I had become a girl. They were my girlfriend. And uh, the, the rest is history. So be careful. I'm just saying, if you start <laughs> podcasting, be careful. Yeah. I do not know a single podcaster that hasn't changed uh, names, gender identity, or sexuality over the course of their podcasting career. Maybe uh, it's just leverage. And also, I want to echo what Fabi said earlier. Uh, your first podcast is going to suck, and your second podcast is also going to suck, but probably slightly less. But even if it does suck, the next one will suck less, or maybe it'll just keep going as long as you're having fun. And again, I guarantee you there is somebody out there that no matter how much you think your own podcast sucks, that is going to absolutely love it. Because I've had some in the past that I thought weren't that great. Or maybe my editing wasn't as good as the podcast itself deserved or the story deserved. But I've talked to people that have said that it was their favorite podcast. And that just absolutely blows my mind and blows me away. So GBT and D is one of my favorite podcasts ever. So well, that's the reason I'm doing this podcast with you. Because I was such a fan of that. Well, thank you. That, that uh, means a lot, and I'm bad at taking compliments. <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, I, I, I'm just going through my head. Can, do you do y'all want a quick rundown of podcast Fabi recorded? And then there was some production, 
and maybe even some release, but like they don't exist anymore. You can't find them anymore. Please. So the first one was called Going To. It was a Mountain Goats fan podcast that I started working in like 2015. Uh, and then uh, fucking Joseph Fink's uh, I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats came out like after I started working in it. I had three episodes and it, like I, it was just myself. It was very highly edited. And then I was like, well, fuck this. Because um, I want to have John Darnielle. So like, what else does it matter? Uh, and then I did, that wasn't the only Mountain Goats podcast I tried doing. Uh, I did uh, one. Oh my God. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was a ranking of all Mountain Goats songs. And then like me and the hosts never got together again. And I didn't even get some of the files. Uh, I also did uh, other podcasts that were canceled. Uh, I did one that was ranking wrestlers. Uh, which I had fun doing it, and then it was very sad or depressing. And other one I did was um, me and my friend Mallory recorded like four episodes of a podcast uh, going over the the Heather's TV show. That show is legitimately one of the worst things I've ever had to watch ever. I didn't know there was a TV uh, show. It's the worst fucking thing. Uh, there is one scene that, like, this is not exaggeration. It haunts me. Like, it's so bad. It's, like, yeah, no, I please do not watch it. It's maybe the worst thing I've seen. It's, yes, it's transphobic and, and like, racist. And, but it's also just bad and, like, awful like bad in quality and awful and like why did y'all make this why um yeah and that that show will will probably never come out uh so there you go those are the ones i remember off the top of my head i've started let's see i started one that uh got canceled before it started because it was before I was as uh, educated as I am about, like, diversity in podcasting. Mm -hmm. It was all white people, which was a bad idea uh, and continues to be a bad idea. I start, well, now I guessed it on one that didn't get released because it was a wrestling podcast and wrestlers are shitty terrible human beings by uh -huh. and large uh -huh. uh let's see i've started a couple of others that stopped just because my brain rot didn't let me continue them i've been in a couple that have gone that way i think that's about it so long way around to say uh if you're too anxious don't be it's fine. <laughs> like literally, it's fine. You're gonna be okay. Be anxious, but do it anyways. Yeah. Who fucking cares? We're a bunch of fucking weirdos on the internet. Like, you can also be a weirdo on the internet. It's not that hard. Literally, <laughs> all you need is a microphone and an internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> May you have the unearned unearned confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> 
I think yeah. you're right. That's me. Uh, <laughs> bonus question for Nikki here. Uh, let's end this on sort of, not end the whole thing, but end this question on a humorous note. Uh, could Jesus, but it's written with a little accent over the U, so I guess it's Jesus. Uh, but could Jesus, alias Jesus. El Chucho? Uh, sorry, <laughs> I forget y'all are white. Um, Jesus alias El Chucho is a very famous Mexican folklore book of like, it's kind of like, oh, what if, what if Jesus was just a dude? And it has a lot of like sayings. Uh, yeah. Nice. Chucho is like a common nickname for Jesus. So, yeah. All right. Uh, that felt more dismissive than I meant for it to be. <laughs> uh, I will do more to remind you that I am white. Uh, <laughs> but could Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that he himself could not eat it? And this question was specifically asked to Nikki. Nobody else is allowed an opinion on it. Okay, cool. so let me uh let me just change it up. So who actually cares about that? Because I'm pretty sure the devil could take a frozen burrito, put it in his mouth, and it comes out fully heated. So plus the devil's sex here. So next question. Now we're just gonna sit with that one for a minute. <laughs> okay. I'll bask in my own awkwardness. Oh, wow, you're actually doing it. So Erica asks, what would your character's signature Pokemon be? Uh, hi, Erica. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. That was so long. Just awkward pause I was willing to take there. I, that actually hurt a little. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what would Luna or Raleigh's signature Pokemon be? Mm. Also, hi, Erica. Thank you for yeah, asking the question. Erica is uh, a girlfriend of mine. She's wonderful. She's been uh, watching the show. We're watching, listening to the show. I'm very smart. I'd be impressed if she was watching yeah, the show. She's watching me right now. <laughs> uh, but n enough of our relationship. Um, <laughs> let me look at wolf Pokemon. That's end. I'm pretty sure mine's going to be, or for Raleigh's going to be Totodile. Mm -hmm. That tracks. Yeah. That oh, I love. Because it's Jade with Emma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that I love my water starters. That's just bias. I it think. Is. Because also it says uh, Elliot can answer for NPCs. I think Tracon feels like he'd have an Arcanine or Arcanine, however you pronounce it. I like Arcanine better because it's got the word Arcane in there. I could see Arcanine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think Luna would have, I believe it's Sorua, a little wolf. Cute. I think I know that one. I'm admittedly, uh, my Pokemon knowledge goes up like halfway through Gen 3 and then just immediately drops off. Yeah, it's either that or there's a couple moon Pokemon. Uh, yeah, Lunatope would be a good one. Uh, Lunala. 
I think Professor Feline would have, uh, what's Meowth's evolution? Persian. Persian? Yeah. I mean, it feels obvious because Catman has the cat Pokemon, but I don't know. It just feels right. Fair enough. Uh, bonus question. Why is everyone on the show so charming and funny? It's because we're gay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's literally why. Yeah. Queer like, people are just more interesting and more entertaining than anyone yeah. else. We, we, so here's my theory. We had to make ourselves entertaining or we would fucking die. Defense mechanism. Yeah. Well, that sounds about right. Also, uh, just for the record, I'm using gay as an umbrella term to mean LGBTQIA plus because gay is quicker and easier to say. I know that some people don't like that. My apologies to those people. Okay, I won't I won't be mean to those people. But like honestly, let people call themselves whatever they want. Yeah. That's... Yeah, like I'm queer, I'm gay, I'm trans. Uh, um, I like women. Uh, I'm a woman who likes women and I'm queer. Queer is a word that works the best for me. Uh, so if you think queer is a slur, I guess bye. I yeah. Uh, I'm queer. Queerness is great. Queerness is. Queerness is like. One of the most beautiful things (laughs) in the world. Yeah. Queerness is magic. Like, I'm attracted to queerness in people, not just in, like, a sexual way, but, like, oh, this is queer. I want to know more about it. I want to talk to you. And, like, queerness is good. Yeah, agreed. Also, like, in the sense that queer generally means weird and, like, as a guy that has recently started dyeing his hair, painting his nails, and wearing admittedly fake because I don't like needles, uh, jewelry on, on and around my face. I never got compliments before about, oh, Elliot, you sure do blend into society well, but like people like my dyed hair and stuff like that. And I get compliments and that makes me feel good. And I don't know if that's even relevant or where I was going with this. Uh, any other thoughts on why we're all so funny and charming and humble? Uh, dude, we're just great. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree with that. We're, we're pretty great on a scale of one to greatness. We're definitely redefining greatness great. every chance we get. I'd give us a solid eight. <laughs> wow. Way to really bring us down. Right? right? <laughs> God. Uh... Let's see. Uh, we're getting close to the end here. Uh, this one is for me, and I will be self-indulgent and answer it. Uh, my, my phone's ringing somewhere, and I don't know where I found it. I am I'm doing great. Why does it... Oh, it's 7 p.m. Never mind. I was like, why do you have a 7 a.m.? Don't worry about me. Keep going. <laughs> it's 7 p.m. Do you know where your car's extended warranty is? Uh, so the question once again comes from Jenny. Uh, thank you for all of your questions, Jenny. And Jenny asks, 
how much effort goes into making a Bone Rollers or Infinity City episode? And what is the most rewarding part of the process? And I'm torn between my answer being a whole lot of effort and not nearly as much as you might think. Because both are true at the same time. So, I mean, recording is the easy part because you all are amazing and there have literally been times, and I mean, this is a literal quote where the day of the show, I've been like, I don't know what's going to fucking happen in this episode. It's on y'all to keep the episode going. And you all take that ball and run with it. And like, you all are amazing and I adore you. And I mean, the show would not be what it is without you for obvious reasons, but also like if I had a different cast, I don't think it would be as good because you all rock, even Jordan. <laughs> uh, but like, as far as editing and like publishing goes, the hardest part is like concentrating. Once I can get the brain into editing mode, it's usually pretty easy. I edit in about 15 minute chunks, which is to say not 15 minutes of real time, but like 15 minutes worth of episode, which usually takes me depending on, uh, how much my brain can work between an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes two of editing work. Uh, so I split that up into usually about four to five days and give myself time for breaks. And that's why we're bi-weekly because I would not be able to keep up the weekly schedule. So yeah. Honestly, it's like, I wouldn't say it's a lot of effort so much as just like the time commitment of making it happen. And then, uh, what is the most rewarding part of the process? I mean, honestly, getting to spend time with you all, cause you're awesome. And like. I know, Fabi, you and I talked on Twitter before a little bit, but like not really. And same with Jordan. I think she and I had talked a little bit before we started. But like getting to spend this time together with you all has been like deeply rewarding to me and makes me very happy that I decided to start these podcasts. And Nikki, you're all right too. I was about to say, you're the risk sound a little gay there. I'm glad you, you toned it down a little at the end. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember how or where I decided to cast you in popular kids, but I'm glad I did that because well. you've meant a lot to me over the past, however long it's been. It feels like that podcast was like nine years ago, but I'm pretty sure it started like mid pandemic. So something like that. Appreciate it. Little heart emoji through the microphone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again, umbrella term. Uh, 
So next question, uh, Nikki, I will let you tell me how this person's name is pronounced because, uh, Bodhi, Bodhi. Uh, they, uh, Bodhi is just short for, uh, Bodakai. It's supposed to be like, I think, a a reference to a regular show or something like that. Uh, was that uh, Mordecai and Rigby or something? I think they combined into one character. That's just his streaming name though. So Bodakai. All right. Well, uh. They ask, who is secretly the most powerful magic user at school, and why is it Raleigh? <laughs> because uh, small package. <laughs> yeah, but enough. Nope, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm going to be nice. Could I go for, like, a wrestling thing? <laughs> nope. He's <laughs> just going to be a dick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh... Raleigh is the most powerful because everyone underestimates him. And he is, uh, while he is not exceedingly smart, he's incredibly creative when he does use magic and he knows how to use his strengths. And uh, also because he has a pure heart and uh, he's from Magical Florida. So that's all you need to know. And really, I think that's the overarching theme of our podcast is you're better than people expect you to be and also be from Magic Florida. Yeah, it helps. Until it doesn't. As far as who I think the most powerful magic user is, I'm gonna leave that up to interpretation. Because it would be easy for me to be like, oh, the headmistress is the most powerful, but that feels like a very J.K. Rowling answer, and I don't like that. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know who the most powerful magic user at school is. We probably won't see him on screen, because... Why are you asking? Why are you a cop? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Dakar, are you a cop? Now when I'll see him at work tomorrow. I'll tell him that. You a <laughs> fucking cop? Oh, Nikki, you you're a know? cop too. No! You said you'll see the cop at work. <laughs> well, cops don't actually work, so. Nikki, you're off, you're off the podcast. Being a cop is not magical. Damn it. Go eat my donuts now. Being a cop actually does in fact suck. Yeah. Makes you a fucking loser. All right. Uh, so that is that's our note we're ending our fan questions on. Don't be a cop. Uh, before we end this, uh, do either of you have any questions you want to ask of me or each other or the audience who can't answer but could answer on Twitter sure if they wanted to? Uh. An exercise in futility. Here we fucking go. Um, I don't know if I have any questions. Hey, audience. What's been what? your favorite part of the show so far? Tell us on Twitter. You know, at and Elliot I'll, I'll, Presents. I'll put you in fucking blast. Why did you reach out to me? Why, 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 why did you want me in this fucking thing? Because <laughs> that came aggressive. Motherfucker. <laughs> You uh, son of a bitch, why the fuck am I in? No, yeah. no, I'm just wondering, like, oh, why? Why? 
because I am a fan of the work of yours that I've had a chance to listen to, mm -hmm. admittedly, there's a lot of it that I have not had a chance to listen to. Uh, but yeah, I've listened to you on a couple of podcasts and I'm like, she's really cool and funny and smart and makes cool characters. And I want her to make my podcast better. And also when I was thinking of, uh, okay. So when I thought up this game, my main conceit for it was wholesome chaos. And I was like, who can I think of that embodies that? And you were on my short list of people. Aww. Thank you. Wholesome chaotic. It's the new alignment. <laughs> I feel like we've lived up to wholesome chaos yeah, pretty well. I think wholesome well. chaotic makes sense for us. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> what about you, Nikki? Any questions? Uh... I don't think I have anything like, uh, I feel like the questions we got kind of covered quite a bit. I was a bit surprised after like what I put on Twitter, I was telling people it's like, you could ask anything. I was expecting like just a whole bunch of possibilities and these were pretty tame. You heard him audience step your game up. Yeah. I put on, I think with one tweet, I'm like, you can ask me my darkest secret and nobody even got close to that. So the answer is 14 <laughs> or that apparently I'm a cop. Yeah, we found out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to end it by uh, asking you all, the two of you that are here with me in this call, uh, what's been, if you had to pick just one, what's been your favorite moment of, let's call it the first half of season one? Mm, there's a... There's a lot of good ones. Honestly, I'm, I'm a fucking gay. So, uh, Nia and Luna finally getting together. I mean, uh, their whole relationship, I didn't expect it to go that way. I didn't expect it, but like, uh, their whole relationship, but then, them finally getting together, uh, despite how maybe not perfect our relationship is, I, I was like, oh, the babies. <laughs> it, it is very pure and wholesome, and I appreciate it. So I don't think I have, like, so much, like, a particular moment, but I feel like just the last episode in and of itself was, like, pretty amazing in the sense that, like, so we have, like, all the wholesomeness with, like, Nia and Luna, and then, like, I think you actually got to see a more, like, serious, like, the sadness that kind of Raleigh kind of has. And then ending on like his friends helping him like, hey, you're going to ask this boy out or we're going to ask him for you and all that silliness. I think it was just like it was like friendship and cool shit and like girlfriends. It was great. Just the whole episode. That's our show. Friendship, cool shit and girlfriends. And possibly boyfriends. Who? Yeah. No, nah, he's in the shadow realm. <laughs> Damn it. He's dead. He's never coming back. <laughs> Just like in Supernatural, as soon as he admitted to having gay thoughts, your boyfriend mm -hmm. got sent to extra Turbo hell. hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Turbo no, hell. Just Tab hell. They, they created a super hell just yeah. for him. No, uh, 
we you need to wait for the the Spanish uh, dub, where a rogue translator will change it so that he goes at the end and says, "and and you to and me to you." Oof. God, our 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 like accurate and timely fucking supernatural takes, I guess. When when Dean looks at Cass and says, "Big Sam, <laughs> you're pretty swell as well, partner." Ugh. All right. So if you liked what you heard, uh, go ahead and give us you? give us a follow. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, but if you want to meet other like-minded weirdo uh, deviants like yourself, uh, follow us on Twitter at Elliot Prisons or our personal Twitters that are down in the show notes and are always in the show notes. Shut the fuck up, Carborn. Rude. Uh, join us on Discord which is also in the show notes and uh, look out soon for our supernatural is worse than leverage t-shirt. <laughs> God.